0: Yakuza 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 kick, Yakuza kick Radio 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 This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont That there's one place to listen to on the internet Every Thursday, 9pm Yakuza Kick Radio Tremont says so My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Get the Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town, and it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. The cruiser kick radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas, well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby fine and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Boom. I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga a real that cow, All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but... Now, look at that doc, you homie. Fuck that. Black you. This is bullshit, <laughs> man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J.Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Chick K- Radio. I said, didn't I tell your punk boy he couldn't handle goddamn... Cook-? Are uh, you listening when I tell the faggot he could have had a... Now I'm
1: telling your short ass, he can't have no goddamn milk. Welcome to Yakuza Cake Radio. I'm your host, J. Cal Morris. It is July 12th out this motherfucker. Um, So yeah, actually I did a show on Monday too. Uh, Boxman is is way late and slacking on getting the show up. So um, the Monday show will actually end up being up after the Wednesday show, oddly enough, but either way, you get two fucking shows this week, so what's fucking with that, um, you know, so, all right, look, um, I got some topics, the thing is, is, you know, I asked for topics, and I got, um, a lot of the same type of thing, um, what I'm gonna do is, cause obviously, there is a big CZW topic to be, um, covered, And I'm going to get into that. I think I'm just going to save that for last, though, because, it, you know, there's obviously a lot of kind of levels to it or whatever you want to say. You know, there's a lot of avenues to that, uh, different facets of that topic to be covered. So I'm going to, you know, talk about everything else before I get to that. Um, First things first. um, Last week... um, well, this, this past Saturday um, was a big day for me. Um, first and foremost, it was four years of sobriety for me. Um, Saturday marked four years of sobriety for me. So, I mean, that, that's a huge thing to me. I mean, it, it's really um, a complete change that I made. And um, it, it was just a real... Uh, I mean, it's hard to even put into words because, I mean, it really turned me into another person without, you know, sounding crazy or whatever. It's like I was reborn or any of that crazy shit. But, you know, I, I really did turn over, you know, a new um, leaf, so to speak. And um, it, it opened my mind to a lot of different things. And, and the way I live now is is something I'm very proud of and happy with. Um, I've definitely found more happiness in, in this lifestyle that i i live than i ever had ever in life which is crazy because you know i'm 39 years old so um sometimes you have to go a long time on this planet before you actually find like the right path and um yeah i feel like that's what i did um with the sobriety thing yeah, i can go on and on but uh You know, a lot of times you find like, you know, at times in your life, you don't feel happy and this and that. And then, you know, whatever substance it is, gives you that little bit of like a feeling of euphoria or whatever. So you feel really good when you're on that up and then you ride that roller coaster because when you're off it or when you're, you know, coming down or the next morning or whatever, you know, whether it be a drug or alcohol or whatever, you feel down. And then it becomes the only time that you're the most happy is when you're really up and you're on that type of stuff. Um, The goal in life I've always thought was, man, to get that feeling without a substance, you're going to find way, way more lows because there's no there's nothing putting you there other than just life around you. You know what I mean? So. That's something I feel like I found. um I know a lot of people like to paint me as just the negative guy that j cat's always negative and this and that look, man, we're criticizing entertainment. you're gonna hear a lot of negative out of me because well, first off, that's kind of what a critic does i I mean I don't consider myself um like you know a critic by by um profession or any of that kind of thing, but um you know if you're covering entertainment of some sort you should have good and bad things to say about it. And obviously um, being critical of a product is also helping it grow. I mean, uh, I know, again, a lot of people would would think that's a ridiculous statement and like to hear nothing but good things. And believe me, we'll get into that side of things because, you know, I've just continuously grown disgusted with the way that um, professional wrestling companies, um, Indie, indie wise, and, and the wrestlers that work for them and the people who work for them act. It's, um, it's pathetic. It really is. It's, it's some, some just complete, it's delusional and okay, you know, I'm going to get off that anyway. So, the other thing that um I accomplished on Saturday was my third Spartan Trifecta in a row. Um I I did it last year, I did it the year prior, and this year I completed my Spartan Trifecta by doing the the Spartan Super. And um, you know, I started off with the beast this year, then I did the uh the sprint in City Field, and then I did um the super at about 90 degrees in, uh, the Pocono area, Blue Mountain to be more specific. Um, so, uh, it was, it was a great race as always, uh, Spartan races are growing. I mean, that's, that's the one thing about Spartan races. Um, you know, they, they don't really try to incorporate fun quite as much as they try to incorporate challenge. Um, you know, that that these races are supposed to challenge you. They're supposed to, you know, put you on another level and really test you mentally and physically. And the Spartan races never disappoint, you know, when it comes to that. They really put you to the fucking test. Um I don't think anyone goes into a Spartan race comes out and says, "Oh, that, that was pretty easy." Like that's not what you're getting with this stuff. Um so um time-wise, um I came in, I believe, about 1,500 out of 5,100. So, you know, look, I'm not a podium guy. I'm not like, oh, boy, I came in, you know, fucking third overall. Like, that's not going to be some shit that I'm ever saying. However, um, you know, 1,500 out of 5,100-something uh, people is perfectly fine with me, you know, for something that I only started, you know, four or five years ago. Um, like four years ago, pretty much. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm extremely happy with that. Um, I got one race left, and it's less than two weeks away. Uh, about a week and a half away is Tough Mudder out there in Long Island. Um, yeah, I wanted to do Tough Mudder in uh hot weather. I've more times than not been forced to do Tough Mudder in weather that I hated. Uh, Tough Mudders are very water-oriented race, a lot of mud, um, but a lot of water, and, um, with me, I don't handle cold temperatures so great, I mean, um, considering what I'm talking about, I've done Tough Mudder in October, I, I've done, um, several in October, and some of those were absolute hell, I mean, just going through that, and, you know, it, it was, I think, like, rainy and 50 degrees the one year and that and it was just brutal it might as well have been like below zero my body temperature dropped low especially there's a um there's an obstacle they call the arctic enema and it's just uh like a dumpster full of ice water you know it's lined so it's not like a filthy ass dumpster but i, I mean i don't know it's probably not that clean either but anyway um, you go in there and it's ice water. So when that shit just drops your body temperature and it's really hard to get your body temperature back up once it's that low, even running and doing that type of stuff for me, like I have a hard time with that. So I had like mild hypothermia through that race and that fucking sucked. Um, and then, I, uh, you know, I switched it from cause that, their Jersey race seems to just fall in October every year. So I did a couple of those and then I said, you know, I, I can't fuck it. I can do it, but it, it's no longer fun. You know, I, I've proven that I can get through that Tough Mudder race in October, but it's not something I want to sign up for every year because it, it takes the fun out of it. Tough Mudder is a really fun race. There's a lot of crazy obstacles. Um, they really push the um, envelope as far as um, crazy fucking obstacles you've never seen before. They keep innovating and coming up with silly little obstacles, you know, and big obstacles, you know exaggerating thing a little, but, um, yeah, just, just crazy obstacles. You know, they do the fucking shock wires, you get zapped and all of that crazy shit that no one else does stuff like that. So, um, they do some really innovative obstacles. And I'm looking forward to some of the new shit that they got lined up for this year. I've seen a couple. Um, but you know, after the couple October ones, I started doing, um, ones in Philly or Pennsylvania, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, it was like a, like a Valley area. And, um, those are, those are generally in May, but the problems I was running into there is again, you get like a 60 degree day in May and it it doesn't feel great. You know, you start off the race feeling all right. By the middle of that fucking race, you hit that, that, uh, that ice shit and it just sucks. It's, it's still like, so my attempt this year is to just go at, fucking the middle of july it's gonna be probably like a two and a half hour travel for me at least and um we're gonna just do that you know end of july i should say um because it's the 22nd yeah the 22nd in long island that's my last race of the year is tough Mudder, and uh very much looking forward to that and then right after tough Mudder, like three days later something like that I start my next tat. I'm gonna get um all like my my right arm around my Niner symbol, and the other side of my arm is gonna be all Gremlin. It's gonna be um stripe Gremlin on um on the front of my arm, and Gizmo will be on the backside. It's gonna be a while before I get to Gizmo because the uh, stripe is gonna be a big project. So uh, I get to start that. I'm gonna be really really excited to do that. And as soon as that fucking race is over and I feel all right which is, you know, within the week, it, training fucking season starts and, you know, just fucking relentless training. I, I plan on doing heavier training than I've ever done in this off offseason, um, which is really no different than any other year because I've turned it up every single fucking year that, that I've done this. I've, um, you know, I've taken up another notch. Every year I, saw, I show up better for these races, so it, it's going to be no different. And um, I'm I'm excited for all of that shit I just said. Um, and then in August too, with my pepper party coming up, so we'll get into that later, you know, a, on another date. Um, so yeah, and also, you know, I had my uh my twins do the the Spartan race, the kids Spartan race. Um, which is a half mile course uh, You know, they get a little mud They get a little crawling, get a little climbing You know, a little taste of everything uh, They did the one at the stadium, but it's not quite the same You don't get that dirty, on the mountain Type feeling So um, they were really excited to do this uh, Kind of ran into a little bit of a You know, rough time situation Because we got there eh, uh, Maybe quarter to Quarter to Twelve or something like that and they had 12 o'clock race, which was like a, like a one mile and you couldn't stay with them. And, uh, I wasn't so sure about that, but the half mile that we had planned to sign them up for was at 1230. My race started at 1245. So, uh, they ran the 1230. I ran it with them soon as it ended, told them I was proud of them, you know, and, uh, and I had to run across the um, the property to get over to where my race started. And as I'm jogging, dipping, and dodging through the crowd, and just to get to my race, I had to <laughs> do a little bit of hustling. And as I got over there and I passed the start line, I could hear behind me them counting down, closing the wave, saying, you know, this wave will close in 10, 9, and I'm still within earshot of hearing them say the wave is now closed. So, fuck. <laughs> um i made that just in time but yeah it was you know it was a it was a grueling race uh you know when when this heat comes and you're up and down that fucking mountain it's no joke um they they switch some things up they're always switching things up as far as the obstacles go and stuff um they've always had an atlas stone even when i did the spartan beast uh you know a couple months back in may um they have like like a hundred pound atlas stone and you pick it up and you carry it to like a flag, drop it, do five burpees, pick it up again, carry it back to the other flag, put it down. Um, They replaced that with a 450-pound tire that you had to flip twice. So that was a nice um, addition, something I I didn't expect. But um, got that done. Yeah, I mean, all the obstacles are just fucking crazy. I mean, you carry that bucket of rocks up a crazy-ass hill and back down – Well no first down the crazy ass hill then back up um you know they they really uh like i said they test you severely if you've done a spartan race you know exactly what i'm talking about but i'm really really proud to have done the um the trifecta now three years in a row there's some crazy motherfuckers man that they do like three trifectas in a year so i'm not uh you know putting myself on the pedestal like no one's ever done it but for me myself and you know what i've done and where i was in life you know just over four years ago I'm I'm very proud of what I've done with myself and continue to do so and one year away from 40 actually less than a year at this point so um so yeah that's that um so let me get into these couple topics that are non-CZW related or mildly CZW related I should say um some of them um yeah uh Zach asked me what uh, you know about my my twins doing the Spartan race. I just covered that. Um, he wants to know if I've seen the Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar feud. What do I think of it? Um, I actually watched the WWE pay per view on Sunday. Believe it or not, um, I had unless I read that question that I just read. I had no intention on covering it because every fucking podcast on the planet covers WWE every single week. And to me, it's boring as fuck. Um, I mean, there's, there's not really like a plethora of opinions on it. And, you know, I, I just tend to think the podcast that I do by myself and the podcast that I do with Shaheen has um, a different, kind of spectrum of topics things that you really don't find everywhere um if there was a hundred you know podcasts that talked about the same thing i did i'd probably be less interested in doing it um i also do feel my opinion is unique and i and i have a little bit more to say than most people so possibly not but either way uh the wwe topic is not something i like to talk about at all i really don't I, i don't watch much of it at all anymore and like i said you could you could find every opinion in the world on the WWE all across the internet. However, like I said, question was asked. So, um, the Brock Joe thing, this is the only thing I've seen of it. I I keep hearing about it, that they're letting Joe really fucking light him up and shit. And, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that exactly that, I mean, Joe beat the shit out of Brock. They let him like attack him before the match and all that and put Brock through a table and all this crazy shit. But, Um, look, uh, yeah, I saw these little fuck boys on on the internet complaining that, oh, of course Brock had to win. It's like, dude, uh, you know, I watched the match and Brock was like fighting for his life to get through that match. Like they had him like barely pull out a match against Samoa Joe. I mean, if you guys aren't happy about that, then you guys are fucking ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't know how to. Like, if you like everything that went on in the match, but just the fact that Brock Lesnar won the match is fucking your day up, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. I I can't agree with that. I really can't. Um, Wins and losses really only mean so much. I mean, obviously you want your favorite guy to, you know, walk around with the belt and shit. But, I mean, if these guys are absolutely killing it out there and a guy Brock Lesnar who, you know, over time, had just run rampant over guys. And, you know, used to indie guys would just get fucking thrown around. You'd barely hear their name announced. You're lucky if you heard their name hit the screen. There was just some local fucking guy, and a lot of times, shit, we would know those indie guys that were just getting fucking trashed on, you know, Raw, SmackDown, whatever the fuck Brock was on throwing people around in his, in his early going. But now, like, you get a guy like Samoa Joe, who's a fucking indie legend, and this guy is, is making Brock Lesnar fight for his life to get through the fucking match. That That's awesome. That, that'll always be awesome to me, whether I'm, you know, super tuned into the product, whether I'm, you know, all about it or, or watching it at all. Even just hearing that type of shit, that fucking this guy had a super competitive match with a guy who's been... You know, the only fucking guy to beat The Undertaker in the, um... Uh... Oh, wait, did, um... Did Roman beat him? I don't fucking know. Um, well, the first guy to beat The Undertaker in, uh, WrestleMania. You know what I mean? That, that to me is, is fucking major. And, you know, Samoa Joe's out there fucking ripping him up. I, I don't know. Um ready for the NFL more specifically my Niners to return. Yeah. I mean, I am such a fucking huge football fan. That's really the only professional sport I watch anymore. I'm a basketball fan, but honestly, like, um, you know, I was, I was the biggest Shaq fan. That was, that was my thing. I was a huge, huge Shaq fan. So while Shaq, I am a huge Shaq fan. Um, now it's pretty much commercials and commentary and shit, but, um, you know, when he was playing, I fucking, I'd fucking i watch the fuck out of basketball games. I was all about it, you know. But um, after he retired, you know, I kind of fell into a little bit of a, you know, a low point. Um, when he retired, I decided I was going to pick one of the teams he played for, and I was just going to stick with that team because I, I just bounced from team to team with Shaq. The last couple teams, I didn't really, you know, I never became like a Celtics fan. I picked up a Celtics Shaq jersey, but I never became a Celtics fan. Um, but I mean I, I went even with him to the to the fucking uh the Suns when he when he was over there. Um but you know, obviously the main teams being the Lakers and the Heat. So it was gonna be one of the teams he was successful with for sure. Um you know, the early going with the Magic, that was my team when he came out. Um so I decided the Heat, uh, for, for several reasons. Um as as bitch-ass as it sounds, the colors, uh, <laughs> yellow and purple are not my preferred colors. Um, you know, I definitely like the black and, and red. Um, also time zone, time zone is huge because, um, you know, all the Laker games for the most part start at 1030 at night. And that, that shit used to be rough as hell. Um, the Kobe thing always definitely soured me. So when he retired, Kobe was still playing and, um, you know, Kobe forced Shaq out of LA. So that, that kind of left a just bad taste in my mouth as far as LA went and Kobe went, you know, I never liked the dude after that. And, um, so it it was kind of an easy decision for me and and it was just going to be the heat there. Um, and, obviously, you know, Dwayne Wade was still a guy that, you know, Shaq was playing with and I always liked Dwayne. So, um, yeah, he was a really easy guy to follow. Um, when they built that, that team, you know, with LeBron, I was always a huge LeBron fan, you know, the Cavs jersey before he even went to the Heat. And, um, I mean, that was just fucking awesome to watch. So awesome to watch. So, um, yeah. And, you know, and I, I'd say, you know, the Cavs are probably, LeBron's kind of my new shack where like wherever he goes, I'm going to support him as well. You know what I mean? So, but, uh, I'm a heat fan. Uh, they seem to be building their team up pretty well, but I just haven't had the easiest time, you know, um, maintaining my interest for basketball. It's crazy because there are so many basketball games in the season that, I mean, it, it's almost all worthless. It's like when the playoffs start, that's when the fucking shit starts. And and now, I mean, these days, it's like the Cavs and the fucking Warriors are going to be the only ones that have a chance in hell when the playoffs start. Like, you guys could have a fucking run and a half during the season, but once the fucking playoffs start, good luck. I mean, so, you know, I, I'm more now uh, a fan of, like, playoffs, and even more so finals basketball because you know you could do whatever you want when you get there you get there and that's when the shit starts counting so um i mean it, you know you have nick fans telling you how they beat the heat fucking third week at a season who gives a shit the nicks aren't going to be in the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter but uh football wise i'm always hyped um such big shakeups going on um you know, in the league this year and, and with the Niners, it's a whole new look Niner team. So um, everything, pretty much everything is new, very few pieces that you remember from last year's Niners. So I think it's going to be a way, way better organization. I don't think it could be worse, honestly. Um, I mean, we beat the Rams twice. Can we, I mean, I guess we could only beat the Rams once this year and that would be worse, but I expect better from them. I'm very excited. Um, It's always bittersweet for me because I love the summer. It's my favorite fucking season. Um, Football is kind of my consolation prize because I hate when the fucking summer's over. I hate the fall. Can't trust the fall. It hangs out with winter. It's right there with winter. You get some winter-like days and shit. Fall fuck shit up. You know what I mean? And uh, all the fucking green shit dies off turns brown fucking flowers are gone Fall sucks but my um my consolation prize is football so i look forward to it but i'm in no rush to get through the summer as much as i want to see football again that means my summer's over so um i'll wait but i'm very very excited for what's going to happen this year with the season i think we're a couple years off from being super contenders again but very excited to see what goes on um Yes. If I'm a video gamer, what games am I playing now? And what am I looking forward to coming out? Um, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer because I'm I'm so much of a slouch at that shit. Um, I I rarely play stuff. And then when I do, I really enjoy it. But it's not a daily, weekly, sometimes not even a monthly thing. Um, I go large periods of time without uh, playing. But the games that I play right now, um, Tekken... Tekken 7, for sure, um, I put in work with that, um, I like Star Wars Battlefront, and, uh, I can't put in enough hours for my own good, as far as getting my level up, I want to have, like, that fucking, the super ill characters and shit, but I can only do so much, um, I'm up to, like, Greedo level, you know what I mean, where I got him running around, um, I got, the one call of duty and I hated it because they were doing all this space wall running bullshit. And, um, I didn't like that. Um, then I got, uh, what the fuck? What was that other game? Titanfall I got, which seemed like a really cool concept and it is, but I just haven't found the time to actually get into playing that. Like I played more or less like the tutorial and it looked cool and shit. But now, like, I run into this shit where I feel like playing a shooting game, I got to keep putting that time in in Star Wars if I'm going to do it with anything, because at least I got something going there. If I start off on the Titanfall, then I'm slipping on the fucking Star Wars, you know what I mean? I only play the games so often, so I feel like I'm, I don't know, like, I'm hoping to get into... Both of them at some kind of equal level, but I don't know. And then Madden's right around the corner, so you already know what that is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I um, And I got Gamefly, too, so I could try shit out and then not have to keep it or whatever. Um, but, yes, those games I just mentioned I own. Um, what am I looking forward to? November, the new fucking Star Wars comes out, and the Call of Duty um, World War Two shit comes out those are the only things i'm looking forward to probably in the near history or near future of uh video games because again i don't i don't have a ton of time to play stuff like that and i definitely don't like dedicating a ton of my free time to it but um but like i said I'm, I'm already into the star wars so like the next shit that comes out for that is going to be off the fucking chain and then um like I said, the, the Call of Duty where they remove all of that crazy space running shit, I'm up. To, I'm up to play some of that. Um, again, Madden, that that's gonna be going down for sure. So that's that's the uh, the video game question. Um, uh, and then he he said uh, he never asked me this, but how did I get my tiger stripe tat? Well, I went into a place and I paid a guy and said I want tiger stripes. No, but um uh my back was my first tat and um which is I guess crazy to a lot of people, that my first tat was my entire back being tiger striped. Um You know, over time I, I've seen a lot of tattoos and something I never ever liked was everybody turns themselves into a NASCAR and it's just like something here, something there, something here, something there, and none of it makes any sense with each other. It's just like a bunch of logos and shit that like, Oh, I like this, this time. And I like this, that time. So you could see like, all my stuff has like symmetry to it. Um, like my back, you know, I, I wanted to do something tiger based. I, I always loved tigers and, um, you know, cats in general. And the more I thought about it and the more I looked at different pictures, the tigers and, and, and I thought, you know, I don't really want a picture of a tiger on me. I think, you know, to me, it would be better to, you know, put the stripes on me as if that, that was my fucking, my thing was, was the tiger stripes being, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more of your identity than it is just slapping a picture on you, you yeah, I mean, you could wear a shirt with a picture on it, but is that, like, the only picture of a tiger you ever want to see for the rest of your life? Because that's what a fucking tattoo is, you know what I mean? So, and if you get a bad picture, you're stuck with a bad picture. So, I um I made that decision that that's what I wanted to do. And um I know, you know, a lot of people don't like it. This and that. Y'all suck my dick because I don't really give a fuck what you like because it's not about you. It's obviously about what I wanted for the rest of my life. Um, I don't like skulls, personally. I I think um skulls and skeletons. I know a lot of people are into horror movies and shit like this, but, like... A skeleton is the weakest form of a human you could possibly get. I mean, you take all the muscle off of a fucking a uh, person, it's there's no strength. Um it's dead. It's it's the end of your life and there is no more strength. You can call it evil and badass and all of that shit, but like you don't see a motherfucker tattooed at like the frame of a house on 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 their body or like the chassis of a car and shit like it's it's the stripped down version of what makes you what you are. So to me, I don't, I'm not into skulls. I'm not into skeletons. I get it. You know, people that's been like a, a forever long, um, badass symbol, but I'm not into it myself. Um, I like growing flowers, but I wouldn't want to wear flowers on my skin for the rest of my life. That's another thing dudes like to do. Um, so, I mean, it, to each their own. Yeah. I mean, this, this is what I like. So, Um, I decided on that and I went to a guy who traditionally does skulls and that type of shit, because I didn't want like a cartoony type, um, you know, stripes. I didn't want to go for something that was going to be, you know, just look like the fucking, um, the frosted flakes box. And, you know, I've got people to throw the jokes at me and shit. And it's like, it's all cute and all that. But I mean, Hey, I don't really give a fuck. Um, I, I know what I'm made of and I know what the motherfuckers who talk bullshit on the internet are made of. So it, that's, that's as far as I need to go. Um, so, and it was crazy. It was funny because the dude, like that, that wasn't his shit at all, but I knew he was going to give it a little bit more of a dark edge. You know, we were going to do it all black. We were going to do it with the shading and we were going to do it, you know, a certain style. And, and that's what he went with. And it was funny because like, he would get like a call, like you know, we were doing the tat. It was, you know, combined nine hours. It was like three different sessions. And um, so, you know, he'd get a call, like, you know, what, well, what are you working on or whatever, and he'd be like, tiger stripes. <laughs> like, like, he didn't even want to tell the motherfucker he was talking to, because uh, you know, he was so used to doing skulls and zombies and this and that, and it, you know, he was an old, more old school biker tat type dude. So um. I like that it. it it wasn't really in the tradition of what he was used to doing, but he was a great fucking artist, and, um, you know, he, um, you know, he, he put it down. I, I enjoyed what, uh, you know, the work that he did, and, uh, you know, later down the road is where I did my, my forearms, which was completely different than, um, you know, what was done on my back, but, again, it... Um, there's symmetry to, you know, what I did on each arm. Um, I got, I know you didn't ask about the other tats, but I got animal on the left arm, which is red, obviously on my right arm. I got the red Niner symbol. So, you know, there's some symmetry there. And, uh, what I do next with the gremlin and gizmo, um, you know, there, there's, there's going to be symmetry overall. So, um, that's just what I was into, you know, I mean, just like anybody else, there's a little bit of a story behind your tattoo, or at least there fucking should be. And, um, that's, that's just what I like. I'm really, really happy with the artists I got now too. And, um, that, that's going to be my fucking, my, my go-to guy for whatever work I need. Um, thoughts on Gotham season three, hopes for season four. Um, this season three was fucking awesome. Uh, season two kind of felt a, a little bit low. It definitely hit a little bit of a lull. Um, I didn't hate it, but it was getting like, man, I hope that shit picks back up a little bit, because it definitely had a couple episodes, that were like, eh, that was all right, season three was off the fucking chain, um, very, very interested to see where they go next, shit is popping off left and right, uh, with now the fucking Tetch virus being fucking broken loose on Gotham, and, um, the shit is just jumping off, you know, with, with uh, you know with with penguin and them and and the whole shit they they boiled every fucking thing up to the highest extent with all the characters and then um on top of that they ended that season with bruce pretty much turning the corner to start becoming a superhero he's legitimately fighting crime as we leave that fucking season so it's gonna be interesting to see how they transition into like the Batman character. I gotta feel like they're right around the corner where they might turn this into a Batman show, which is gonna be difficult, and I don't know if um I don't know if they lose momentum doing that. Um, some people had said over time that you know the rumor was that they end this series with him becoming Batman, so I don't know if that leads to another series or maybe movies with the same type of cast, which I, I think would be really cool if they led this series all the way to the point of being Batman and then cast the same fucking people in legitimate movies. I'd be pretty fucking happy with that because the way that this cast is rolling, it's, it's fucking good. Um, But I, I personally would like to see a couple more seasons of it selfishly because it's my favorite show on tv as far as you know what they've been doing um so that's gotham um (laughs) all right lou lou wants to know uh leo rush going to wwe and what will this mean for next month's match with janela obviously uh they're doing the match with janela as just a send-off Um, I've heard that that's the reason they even put the title on them because they knew it was coming and they wanted to give more prestige to, you know, look, we just had the NXT guy down the thing. Um, no, I mean, that match is going to be fucking awesome. I mean, everything Joey and, uh, Leo ever did has been awesome. The angle of best of the best looked really cool. I still think it was a terrible decision because, um, it was one of the lower best of the best that I've seen. Um, quality-wise, and they took two of the top performers off the card in order to continue an angle, which really, I mean, sure, it meant something for them to have Leo cost Joey the best of the best spot. That obviously meant something. But, I mean, you could have scheduled uh, Joey for a title shot the following month, still had them tear it up in best of the best, and pretty much did the same thing, you know, accomplished the same thing. Um, so, to me, I, I didn't really agree with the timing of that angle because, like I said, I really think that same thing could have been accomplished with with a title shot as it could have the best of the best spot. Because it, it cost both guys the best of the best spot. It didn't just take Joey out. It took Leo out, too. And um, I don't know. But um, all their matches have been fucking awesome. Super, super exciting, innovative, crazy shit. And um yeah, I mean that that's gonna be great. And they they're clearly doing it as a send off. And uh yeah. Um TNA wrestling becoming global force wrestling impact. What the fuck? That's what he said. Um I, I don't know. I, I don't really watch TNA. I know uh they had that whole deal with Jarrett and crossover where they kept trying to rebrand and this and that. And I think Jared bought the company or some kind of shit happened. I don't know. Uh, I know they're booking a lot of, you know, great shit as far as like the, uh, the LAX, you know, EYFBO in there and homicide. I think they just put, um, well, they put Alberto in there, but then I think just suspended him because of the the thing, thing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I mean they're they're doing some pretty cool shit, Looking low key this and that. Um, then Lou asked me, "Is Shia LaBeouf a retard?" Um, I I don't really know much about the dude. I've seen him. Anything's possible. I've seen him do some um some like freestyle rap that's not too bad. I mean if it doesn't, he's not the dude that would strike you as a guy who could rap at all. Yeah, I mean you'd look at him and be like, mm, "Come on, bro." Um, but not too bad considering um you could at least put rhymes together. I mean he's not something I would like put on my fucking playlist or anything, but um kinda of surprising. Um yeah, I mean he may be retarded. I mean it's very possible. Um let me see you know what? Let me take a break, come back, hit the couple more topics I got, and then um and then take another break, and then go to this CCW thing. All right. Because I, I want to play at least two of these fucking tracks off this Royce thing, and I, and I don't want to lose track of time with uh, going through what I'm going through and miss the, the opportunity yeah. to do that.
0: So, all right. Check it out. Then I keep my 40 Glock on me. This has no safety on it. It's fully loaded. It's one in the chamber at all times. So that means that if I need to, I just aim and squeeze. And you- Everywhere niggas know I'm ready for combat. Come back. All you ever go find in my DMs, combat. I'm ready, combat. Everywhere I go, these niggas know I'm ready for combat. Come back. Nothing but violence and rage. I'm got comrades, I just ride with the gun, cash and a good girl that's gone bad. I don't have to have a hit, shit could be a bunt, I'm ready for a combat. This ain't really what you want, and I ain't really fascinated with your Benz Price. Fall back and get your car jacked, while the engine masturbate the twin pipe, I'll beat you down. Only time you heard about me backing up is the arm truck beeping sound. Set a battle rapping with you, I'd rather speak in rounds. True veteran, sickness flow, you couldn't do better than show up to your crib, dig a six for whole you to your new residence. Y'all with all the flash and all the autographs about. Y'all niggas acting like bras is all y'all fought. The Remy mind the hardest rapper out. Y'all only do music with people cause they hot, so your point is stupid. I just wanna stay the fuck away from you and do a joint to a join to Lucas. Shut the game down, show you you ain't shit when I come through. Don't even flinch at me, I'm James Brown, you ain't built to fit in that jumpsuit. I'm super strap with a rocket launcher, Google Vac Lay a hand on me, I'll spray you and your homie. How hey, you laying on him like scoop scrap? I'm in the streets where the movers at. Y'all industry, y'all industries where the Ubers at. I'm ruthless black like Dr. Dre crew Ray Caruth in a topless gray coupe. Got the cake, cock state true. The roof is back, get in the car. Never been a star, but I'm blessed. I found a girl who loved me almost as much as Peter Rosenberg loves Kendrick Lamont. I'm just trying to be the one who finally made Rihanna faithful. Was I the only one heartbroken when I found out French Montana fucks an eye late? Then I promise y'all I'm not a hater, I'm just aggravated. I just want all my hoes who don't know that they my hoes yet to act their ages. I just want to drive all my hoes crazy like the one that played asshole Raven. Back to back with me blasting and I am, ratchet waving, caps like we had a graduation, everywhere I go, these niggas know I'm ready for a comeback, all you ever gonna find in my DNA is comeback, I'm ready come back, everywhere I go, these niggas know I'm ready for a comeback, I got real nigga in my DNA, I got real nigga in my DNA, DNA, I'll be killing that will, I'm the illest that live, fuck a deal, fuck a VMA, I beef y'all mediate, y'all PDA, I'm TNA, soon as one of y'all step by the bar, I alleviate, niggas must want death by of mob, if he trying what well with me today, y'all niggas stories long, not me, I abbreviate. I innovate, I'm NBA, y'all CBA, CBA, getting paid my TV rate, my reality, BDP, BDP, Evil D, I'm CDJ, CDJ, y'all DVD, y'all reality, CBJ, y'all trying to box with a nigga that'll beat your ass, but I'd much rather beat it kid. Yo,
1: don't tell me about this fucking Jay-Z album any fucking more. You ain't fucking with this, you don't fuck with lyricism. Like, this, this fucking mixtape album is crazier than anything fucking anybody on the rap scene put out this fucking year. So if you ain't fucking with this, or you just sleeping on it, or whatever the case is, please stop telling me about what Jay-Z did and how your mind is fucking blown and all this type of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, Jay-Z put out 10 fucking tracks that's on some mellow, like, like 50 Cent said, I feel like I should be wearing a suit listening to this shit. Like, this, <laughs> this shit is... You know, again, I mean, it's not bad. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, so I'm not even going to, like, shit on the dude, like, yo, fuck him or anything like that. But, dude, like, people are talking about that shit like he invented lyricism. Like, that dude is saying shit, like, his his lyrical creativity and his this and is this and his wordplay. And it's like, yo, man, look what the fuck Royce the 5'9 is doing on this type of shit, man. It, this fucking... The accuracy of his flow is fucking punchlines, this fucking shit is off the fucking chain. So go listen to that fucking Royce, the five, nine, the bar exam four and get back at me about whatever the fuck else came out after that shit, but not before you don't get to not listen to this. And then tell me some other shit is to jump off. All right. So anyway, um, I meant to mention earlier when I was talking about the Spartan race, funny shit that happened to me after the Spartan race. And if you go back one year ago you're going to hear me tell a similar story cause I fucked up twice. So after last year's Spartan super race decided, yo, we're in Pennsylvania. Let's go try find some motherfucking fireworks. So I yell at Siri, where the fireworks at or some shit like this. And so she's like, Oh, your nearest joint is celebration fireworks. Now remember those fucking words, celebration fireworks. Um, there will be no celebrating, nor fireworks. Um, so it says, oh, you know, it's like 17 minutes from here, or some shit like this, right? Well, I mean, if you do the math, if it takes you 17 minutes out of the fucking way, that's 17 minutes there is 17 minutes back. I mean, you're talking about almost 40 minutes added to your fucking way home. That's already two and a half hours. So it's a pretty dumb fucking idea. And um, especially if there's no fireworks at the end of your fucking trip. So... What it is, is you take that GPS all the way to fuck there, and when you get to, you're at your destination. You're just in the middle of the fucking street with, like, people's houses and shit. No signs, no nothing, just like a fucking neighborhood, and it tells you, like, you've reached your destination, and you're just, like, in some old country-ass fucking town street, and it's just, there's just houses, and there's no celebration or fireworks, And the fucked up thing is I got, I got fooled with that shit last year, the same shit. And I didn't remember the name, like celebration fireworks. And I couldn't even remember, like we had talked about that, like, yeah, remember that time, you know, that shit happened, but I couldn't remember like which race that we tried that at, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't remember if that was like a, you know, like a up North thing, you know, because you know we've gone through a couple of different races and you know been next to philly or pennsylvania or here or there so i couldn't remember that it, it was the same fucking one um so when it just said oh yeah celebration fireworks whatever and then as we got closer and closer it was like oh shit dude i this looks like it's i bet oh fuck this is the same fucking shit so look it's like that fool me once Shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. If there's a third time I'm gonna find some high up shit and just call this call this a trip because if I for a third year in a row go back to this motherfucker's house, um, I feel like I'm failing. Yeah I mean. I feel like I might be excelling at other points of life, but um I mean this shit can't keep happening or or there's like insanity or tremendous stupidity going on. So um, that'll be the last time. Um, So anyway, we found another joint, but obviously again, took us close to 40 minutes out of our way after I ran a fucking five hour race. Um, So anyway, that was a good time. Um, Never go to celebration fireworks unless you know the dude and he's inviting you over for fireworks because that, that, that's the only way I can see actual fireworks going on there because the dude, it's like, you know, houses that are like set back and just, just looks like a normal ass neighborhood. Like there's, there's nothing res- like commercial about it. Anyway. Um, so yeah, let me see what other things I got. Um, the Alberto Del Rio Patron, whatever the fuck, um, situation with, with Paige that I guess there's all sorts of domestic violence shit going on now. And, um, she was trying to get away from him, and, and she had bruises, and he had bruises, and then early in a relationship, uh, remember he had gotten stabbed or something, now they're saying, like, that was her, and this and that, all sorts of craziness going on, and the family just getting fucking crazy, and, like, going after people, like, her sister's going after people online, and her brother, I think, and, um, there, there's a lot of just banter back and forth, and uh, I think, I think Alberto was suspended from TNA or some shit while they figured this all out or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's a crazy ass relationship. I mean, I think there's like, I don't know, like a 15 year year um, age difference or something like that. She's young as hell. And uh, you know, I mean, she's a crazy broad. She was doing fucking the three ways with dudes and having dudes come on a fucking women's title and shit like this. She had, like, a, a legit fucking spot on fucking TV. You know, for a minute, she was definitely the most popular fucking diva on that roster. You know, because she came in, you know, she when she came in from NXT to the main roster, she was on fucking fire. She had me interested, too, where I was just like, yo, she's on some legit shit, man. She was working, like, hard-hitting matches. She was legit she stood out from the fucking crowd, and then, you know, to, to turn in the direction she did, where she's doing all this crazy fucking taping the sex type shit, you know, you get all, oh, that wasn't supposed to come out, yeah, alright, motherfucker, it, again, like I said then, it's 2017, if you're filming fucking three ways, I mean, something fucking wrong with you, I mean, it that's no way to protect your career, your life, your social, whatever the fuck, um, whether you thought you could trust the fucking dude or not, that, that's crazy. So that's, that's kind of just my thoughts on the situation is, is, um, it, it was an unstable type chick going in there and he, I think like left his marriage or his wife or ex wife. I don't know. I thought he, he was in some serious shit that he, he walked away from in order to get with her. And then they're, you know, running around the world. And I thought there was some tattoo shit that went on, too. It was just, like, fast and furious. You know what I mean? And for this end end in a burning fucking wreck, it isn't really, like, the most shocking thing on the planet to me. Um, I guess, you know, another shame for her. But in the same token, I mean, at some point, responsibility has to be taken for her actions. And, and she needs to get some fucking help if she needs it. Because, um... Yeah, uh, that, that's that, um, let me see, what's up with everybody booking doors matches, are doors becoming the new table? Uh, Khalil wants to know, um, I, I said this before, doors are cheaper than tables, that's why they use them, uh, you know, hollow core doors are cheaper than the tables, and, um, I don't know, um, I never liked them as just tables. Um, If you're using them in, like, the deathmatch tournaments and shit, and you're wrapping them in barbed wire or fucking laying light tubes across them and shit like that, I'm fine with it. I I think a lot of times, like, the tables that are used in deathmatch tournaments are just, like, platforms for the other dangerous shit. Um, As far as, like, the tables in tables matches and shit like that, or in, like, standard matches, I just think it looks cheesy. And I know it's cheaper, but... I mean, step your fucking game up and and make a table fucking count. You know, if you're just going to prop it up into the corner and do an Irish whip into a flip back bump thing, fucking save that. No one's popping for that shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like, Gage used to fucking drag fucking people up on the table. Him and the motherfucker were standing on the fucking table, which is, I, I don't know how you pull that off as often as he did without the table, like, given, or any of that type of shit, and he'd pile-drive the motherfucker through the table that they were both standing on, which, to me, was always well worth the fucking table, a badass spot every fucking time. A lot of times, the table would fucking taco, like, in the middle, like, calling the dude's fucking head, and where he's fucking... I mean, the shit was crazy. I'm I i um I'm a big fan and and proponent of make everything fucking count in wrestling. Everything. I mean you know, lockups, like, if you lock up in the middle of the fucking ring, and it looks like two fucking bulls colliding, two fucking rams locking horns, that shit makes me think, like, these motherfuckers are, are going at it, and it's the simplest fucking thing, but if you guys look like you're about to do, like, a fucking line dancing and shit, I, I could already tell this shit isn't going as intense, And that's the majority of motherfuckers. They lock up like line dancing. You know what I mean? Fucking collide in the middle of the fucking ring. Look like you're trying to fucking outstrength the other dude. That's that's the type of shit, man. And look, you know, wrestlers could fucking get on my case and say, oh, you're not a wrestler. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. No, I'm a fan. And if it looks like you don't know what the fuck you're doing, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. That's the problem I got. And look, this is going to be a reoccurring theme, you know, in, in some shit that I'm going to say later on. Um, but you don't get to tell me what I find entertaining. You know what I mean? If you doing your job comes off looking like shit to me as a fan, that's when you get to hear about it. You're going to find people out there that'll just smile and clap at anything you do. You can come out there, take a shit in the ring, and they'll clap and buy a fucking t shirt. But if you want, like, a legitimate fucking opinion from a grown-ass man who who actually likes wrestling for the sake of entertainment, for the athleticism and the fucking brutality of wrestling, well, then you're going to hear what I got to say. But just like you have the, the choice to go watch something else if you don't like the product, you can go listen to somebody else. And I, I would recommend somebody who's just going to tell you what the fuck you want to hear. And more times than not, that's what people listen to because it sounds nicer to them. It's more pleasing to their ears. Yeah, you know I mean, because the truth is fucked up. The truth is not as easy to handle and shit. So, it is what it is. Um, that's that's tables, matches, um, and, and uh, doors. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I didn't hit that um. That don't involve what I was Yeah, alright. Let me fuck that. Yeah, let me just um let me just hit this other uh Royce of Five Nine track and then um I come back and do this whole C W deal.
0: Never write about me like that. Never make me sick or You Just make me angry. Make me no underdog and never talk about who's going to stop me. Oh, ain't nobody going to stop me. Not a heavy weight the world fast enough to stop me. Yeah, I survived a lot of savages. I've been vibing like it's a bulletproof glasses on my ride, riding around here like the Vatican, I'm an addict, I personify arrogance, I believe you can speak some shit into existence, deleted my nine I narrative, now I got a bitch, so find out the time I fuck her, rest the time I just stare at her, letting the non-believers know I don't need to go diamond, Ryan it's forever, bro, I'ma level up from buying letters to impress them, got them blind photo, tying them up in leather like I'm ever dishing hands and some boxing gloves, hitting it just as if the chick was with the S in them, S in them, I ain't never stressing them, y'all are the nervous wreck, with your hoe fucking me, both hands stroking the pole, looking like she trying to roll up his sleeve. I call it the turtleneck next. I blow out her back while she's sitting vertical on top of dick and the convertible. Call the shit murder the vertebrate and drop her off at the crib with vertigo. I done seen it all, been through it all, so you know I know what is what. The smallest part of beef is gonna always be all the things you utter, bro. My sense is keen and I got that ivory win on the triple beam while I dish your queen. The bitch got the your hall from and living color, but I got your baby mama hyperactive pipe. And know why she acts the Lord and Michael Black and Lord, what in the motherfucker? My mind is so much more enlightened than who be trying to throw shade. I'm over here. Just just destroying y'all son. And this is what you calling y'all back? Then I'm in the goyard trunk. Baby, I'm getting cash money, getting the last laugh, the last word too. I'm going to need my headstone and say, y'all finish. Or y'all done. The bar exam for y'all. The there is No Competition Edition. No features. Nobody scratching on it. This a I just been itching edition. Falling like I'm in the A town with Terryo in the bleaches. Y'all a karaoke in with Dirty Harry tearing your stereo into pieces. Y'all need to take a soul searching class. The Slaughterhouse album I'd like to drop it. The new edition biopic came out and now Joe wanna be Bobby. So fucking mad. <laughs> I'm just joking with my good friend. I'm just so in my happy place. I just know from my head to my toe I'm the greatest. Y'all can keep your hoe and your accolades. Right. Dr. Drake taught me not to oversaturate. Before he offered me me a deal, right before I got another offer for a dollar amount, you know that I had to take, yeah. and now that all that shit is clearly behind us, y'all really expect me to regret being 19 and going and getting a million dollars, nigga, fuck you, that's a million dollars, still a million dollars, nigga, that's 20 million nickels, that equals 20 bitches in the island, now you talking unlimited dollars, it and a hundred million pennies, now do I want to pitch it Cause down, hell yeah, nigga, it's a million dollars, can you get the fuck over it? Please consider respecting me. I'm willing to fucking pistol bust over it. As a kid, I used to just be looking pitiful. A lot of my courses were difficult, so a course the teacher would tell me I ain't about to be too much more than just a custodian, and that gave me a complex. I'm still stricken with. I call the shit to Napoleon. When I walk in the kitchen, now I want the hoe to hold it, kiss the toe and lick the linoleum. All my old bitches for you, slit your wrists, If you can't stomach it, get some emodium Gas and bitches and spitting petroleum. Only actual difference between me and the Holy Spirit is the Trinity and the podium. Nickel, hallelujah. Nickel nine a Nickel nine Hallelujah, nigga! Hallelujah,
1: nickel! Hallelujah! Yeah, that's that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, right, let me get it, let me get a sip of this uh Perrier watermelon right quick. I need sponsors on this motherfucker. I could at least pay a hundred dollars a month it costs to do this shit. Um, be nice perrier i'm looking at you um got a couple motherfuckers i'll gladly support um anyway um david marquez dave marquez owner of championship wrestling from hollywood and the um we've been joking for months and months the uh united wrestling network it doesn't actually broadcast but it's a network um he bought, from what I've heard, half of the ownership of CZW. Now, whether it's, it's legitimately half or not, I haven't seen actual confirmation of that. It doesn't really fucking matter. He has confirmed that he has acquired um, part of CZW, and he is now on the ownership team, which is kind of strange the way he put it. Um, if it's only him and DJ, then I don't know if that's a team. So I don't know if there's actually more people involved in the ownership of CZW at this point, or if we're just talking about Dave Marquez and DJ, but let's just treat it as if that. Um, now I I don't know too, too much history about, uh, Dave Marquez from what I know. He, um, I guess ran NWA Hollywood for many years. He's been in the wrestling business for a lot of years running that type of stuff. Um, i there's nothing notable that i've heard of him doing that i'm fucking blown away by um pro wrestling from hollywood is fucking garbage to me it, it's it, the shows look like a shindy like a complete shindy so much so that they book fucking dj they they bring dj in so to me uh, i am not impressed um they got, like, that Peter Avalon guy, and, you know, they brought him into CZW, fucking went over, like, a fart in church. Um, same thing. They brought in fucking Yuma, and they put Yuma over for the title. No reaction. not Not really a heel reaction. At some point, the fans started hating him, but initially, like, he wrestled Homicide. He got no reaction. No heel, no face, no nothing. No fucking reaction. And that dude... When he and the only thing DJ ever did to try to back that dude up is say the same thing that I would tell you is he got a lot of reaction when he was with the Rock Nest Monsters with fucking um Johnny Goodtime and fucking PWG. Okay, what was that fucking six years ago? So there was really no like the stand on there as far as I'm concerned anything that was done through there that was pushed, it was force fed through DJ because DJ was getting a booking and that's, that's steady. Like the way that things have gone over time is if you, if you book DJ, he'll book you. I mean, that's just the way it fucking goes. Um, he's always worked that way. Um, cause not many people book him. So he has to do some kind of handshake deal in order for that to keep fucking going. Um, so, this is the deal that's gone down. Um, DJ has been delusional for a long, long time. He goes on podcasts and tries to say, Vince McMahon does this, and Vince McMahon does this. Like, dude, you're not fucking Vince McMahon. Um, I think he's... Well, I don't want to say he's the only delusional person in the independent wrestling business, but um, I haven't heard another owner speak about himself as if he might as well be the next Vince McMahon quite as much as DJ on interviews like he's so blatant about I'm just following the blueprint of the best whoever like dude that's that's not obviously not the way it works um you know he's done moves like you know taking best of the best from his home fan base in New Jersey and drawing probably the lowest attendance of any best of the best in the history of CZW um, at one point or another, CZW this thing is, you know, you get some, some wrestlers and we'll talk about Joey Janela, but, um, I'll talk about Joey Janela. Say we have the time. There's no other person unless I, you know, my show with Shaheen on, on, uh, Sundays, which we will cover this again and have some guests as well. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, wrestlers will tell you, yeah, they're making a lot of momentum in the new direction they're going, and this is bullshit, because as far as that direction of CZW being more wrestling-based and TV-oriented, the show Best of the Best as a whole has always been TV-oriented, has always been something that you could have put on any platform, you could have put Best of the Best on anybody's fucking TV, and that would sell as a legitimate wrestling product, a lot of the best of the best shows would have like your one death match and stuff like that. And you could easily, you know, edit that off of your TV product. If, if that's what we were doing, but let's not make any fucking mistake that if you're going to try to pretend and paint the picture that CZW is now doing things that they've never been able to do before. You're, I mean, you're delusional and you're lying. You're straight up lying. You are fake news as Trump would say. Um, because the thing is, is, um, CZW used to put 1,000 people plus. Not not every every month or every year or whatever the case is, but Best of the Best was capable of drawing 1,000 people into the arena. Now, the arena is not the, the arena it once was, but currently the only people who could even put above 500, 600 fans in the arena is Ring of Honor, And House of Hardcore. And maybe like Evolve or I'm not sure if they've done it. But those are the only companies that are actually putting a thousand fans in that fucking building again. So that's a downswing. If you were a company that used to put X amount of fans in a building and you can no longer do that, that's not progress in in, in the direction of a wrestling product. That's not. It's, It's absolutely not. It's the opposite. If you take one of the biggest shows from your home crowd and you move it down to fucking Florida where WrestleMania is going on, where you have a gathering of more wrestling fans than anyone and you still don't have the fucking business sense not to book it against NXT, you're retarded. You're not a fucking great businessman. You're not even a good businessman. And to put that in that position and then try to lie to yourself and everybody else in your fucking locker room and brainwash people into fucking thinking we're making progress. No, you're not. You're not making any progress. You're really not. So, I mean, let's talk to somebody dumber than me. If you're going to tell me you're making progress and that I just don't understand because I understand things pretty fucking well. I can see things as clear as fucking day. You know, I started going to CZW in 2001 And there's people who started going two years before me when it started in 99. And when those people are now, and look, you know, I walked away realistically a couple years ago. And, you know, I I attended a couple shows, you know, since then, handful of shows and everything else. And they had their opportunity to win me back for sure um, just by doing, you know, some good shit. They had some good stuff here and there. I'm not going to, you know, look, I, I put over a lot of stuff. People, you know, wanna paint the picture that I'm all just negative and all I do is shit on things. Well that's all they want to hear. You know, I mean, they they're not hearing the part where I you know, I put this guy over, I put that guy over, I said this was a great fucking match. I'll tell you what I like and I tell you what I don't like. If the stuff that I don't like really fucking offends you, then I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe maybe you need some fucking help because part of the entertainment is the entertainment business is hearing the pluses and minuses and you know, the minuses shouldn't hurt your butthole so much right now. I think CCW should rebrand itself as fucking BHW is butthurt wrestling. Cause every time you speak out against some shit that you didn't like, it doesn't matter if you've been going to CCW since CCW was fucking born. They immediately take the defensive and they start telling you go find something else. That's a, sh- that's the worst fucking attitude to ever have with the people who supported the company for as long as it's been here. So again, I'm not, I don't want to jump over and into the Janela thing just yet. Um, I will absolutely get to that. Um, So there is such a conscious decision to try to branch out away from the hardcore away from the death matches that CCW has gone to the extent of removing barbed wire from the CZW letters. Like. <laughs> there was barbed wire running through the. the Like the C and the W. On the CZW logo. Now I know that wasn't the way it was. From the start and everything. But this is being done for a reason. This isn't being done just randomly. And like oh well it wasn't like. Eh, come on. Let's not insult anybody's intelligence here. You know. they're They're trying to sanitize the company. And. if if the mission statement is, well, GCW is doing crazy shit, you can go to, look, it's not even about, to me, maybe it's some other people, it's about the amount of deathmatch wrestling. It's not like that for me. That's not not the stuff that I'm focusing on. The trying to change the image of the company, where CCW was always an outlaw, um, badass image of a fucking company. Back in the day, you know, Zandig and... It was always just like, we are fucking CZW. CZ fucking W. That's the way that you, for the most part, said CZW. Or anybody who was in the ring that was referring to the company they were wrestling to, they would say, this is CZ fucking W. You know what I mean? Now, it's like, well, we are CZW, sir, and uh, we hope to provide a legitimate, wrestling product that you all enjoy. If you are not pleased by the amount of violence that we present, then you are more than welcome to try some other alternatives who may enjoy violent-natured products uh, a little bit more so than we are doing at the time. I mean, that's that's the type of fucking statements you're getting out of this shit. Not like, you know, see, I mean, now look, I don't think it was the best business plan you know, for Zandig to stand in the middle of the ring and go, we're CZW. If you don't like what we're doing, go fuck yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, but that was CZW's edge. And that was what bred the loyal, beyond loyal, rabid fan base of CZW. Was somebody standing in the middle of the ring saying, I don't give a fuck what everybody else is doing. We're CZW. This is what the fuck we do. If you want the baddest shit on the fucking planet, this is where to be. Fucking words that it says on that that ring post still to this day for no fucking reason now, like nothing else. CZW for the past at least five years has been doing everything they could to try to be like everything else. Because according to DJ, he thinks he's like Vince McMahon. He's Compared fucking Dojo Wars to NXT. Come on, man. I mean, if you legitimately believe that, I mean, there there's seriously... There's buses that are at a certain length that you should be on. And they're not the long ones. Um, You should probably wear a helmet out of the house just to be safe. I mean, maybe you won't need it, but one day it might save your life. Just, Just, you know... Just try it out see if it works out for you uh, maybe you should have someone escort you around in public you know what I mean maybe you shouldn't be driving a vehicle I mean there, there's a bunch of precautions you might want to take if you legitimately if you legitimately think that dojo wars compares to nxt um, and and there's a lot of just ridiculously delusional statements that have been made like that um you know CCW has run in a comcast building without the ability to get an eye per view going in a long time now they had eye per views going they've somehow gone backwards to the point of not being able to do it just not being able to do it they were they ran in a fucking building in florida that another company ran iPay per view out of and then when it was their turn to go up couldn't manage fucking iPay per view They're they're striking these supposed TV deals with whatever the fuck channel and this and this. They're not going to be able to reach the fucking state that they run in. New Jersey still will not get coverage of CZW. And and maybe the stance would be, look, if you're in New Jersey, then you should be attending. Everywhere outside of New Jersey is where, you know, we need our TV product to reach. Uh, I can understand you to a certain extent, but... I, I think the surrounding area should definitely be able to be reached. Um, everybody else is able to do it. Uh, you know, iPay per view is, is able to, you know, be got everywhere across the fucking country. I mean, if you stream iPay per view and you promote it the way you should and you run a successful pay per view, and I don't, I honestly don't even think pay per view has been promoted to the best of its ability i I think it could be way way more successful than it's ever been already um and um you know there there was talks about it um the the czw network or whatever you want to call it to also include live shows dude they haven't run a fucking live eye pay-per-view in i think over a year it's it's fucking pathetic and then we're gonna try to spin this into something like yeah they're making progress progress on what what exactly are they making fucking progress from it's it's fucking crazy and um you know on sunday uh we plan on having some guests possibly um cookie man steve who is also fed up with this product and has pretty much stated that he, he's probably going to finish out the year attending CCW, and then just be done with it. This is a guy who's been down since day one. This is a guy who's invested tremendous amounts of money in CZW above and beyond what your normal just fan attendance money is like helping finance certain things in certain times in CZW. And for the stance to be like, well, you know, Times change and we're going in another direction. So if you don't like it, go elsewhere. That's the shittiest business plan ever. That, that that's fucking disgusting. So yeah, let me let me just jump over to the, the uh, Janello side of things. Um, all right, let me where where did it start? I gotta find the uh, the point where it started. Mm-mm, that's not it. Um, sorry, I'm going through the Facebook so I can find exactly where, uh, all these, uh, statements or whatever came out of. Da-da-da. I know it had to do with the, uh, CCW logo and all of that shit. And not for nothing. I also, you know, I had wrestlers hitting me up in the inbox telling me how they didn't notice that. And that's fucking embarrassing that CCW is doing this type of shit. So it's, it's not like a mission statement across the board that everybody's on board and, and thinks that this is progress. There's some people that think this is the most retarded thing they've ever fucking seen at the end that CCW is going in a very bad direction. So Joey comments on the CCW logo thing saying the CCW originally didn't have barbed wire in its logo. And I said, yeah, that's not the point. Uh, they're trying to become a TV company, which would be fine if they kept their identity. Um, instead of trying to be everyone else. So Joey responds with promotions, go through changing. That's how you stick around for 20 years. Promotions go through changes. That's how you stick around for 20 years. Let me just write that sentence right there. Um, the way you stick around for 20 years is being loyal to your fan base, not changing constantly. That's not what CZW has done over time to keep around for 20 years. DJ High didn't buy CZW because changing it would be the best way to keep it around. He bought a company that had a stable, loyal, rabid fan base and knew he could piggyback off of that and continue to run a company that would be successful. For him to just start out a new company and go, I want, I want TV, I want to be the next WWE, that's, that wouldn't have been the CZW game plan, and he wouldn't even fucking got on board with that if that was the initial plan, and it wasn't. DJ has has grown tired of what CZW was. And now he wants to change it into something else. But as far as that's how companies last for as long as they do, no, that, that's, that's not even remotely close to true. Because, like I said, the people who have gone since the beginning, I feel like they have a way bigger to do with a company lasting as long as they did. Because, you know, word spreads through those people who have been down since day one. I know myself because I turned on a lot of fucking people to CZW. You used to be a CZW fan in the crowd. You can't tell me you didn't fucking turn on a bunch of people to CZW. It just, it's such an asinine statement. And then um, he says, GCW is doing out of control death matches and CZW is going in a different direction at the same time, gaining momentum with a different audience, which is bullshit. Bullshit. Like I said, They're gaining momentum. They can't put the fans in the building they used to put fans in. They can't go to Florida and and fucking, and even match the house that they did back home with a fucking top-notch fucking lineup. Gaining momentum. I, I mean, by what standard? Because you and the boys in the back are fucking happy about it? Because you and Sammy and fucking the Chris and all those guys are really happy about the way things are going. Because, uh, believe me, I've talked to a handful of guys that aren't fucking, they don't think this shit is a good look at all. I mean, and then he says, uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you don't like it, go watch GCW or Carnage Cup. Well, first off, Carnage Cup is trash, and um, it has always been and will always be trash. So, I feel like even saying go watch Carnage Cup is, is fucking stupid, because that's not what CCW ever was. That's not like you know saying, well, if you want the old CCW, go watch Carnage Cup. What the fuck does that even mean? Half of those people are fucking untrained slobs, unsafe fucking garbage. You know what I mean? And GCW, yeah, they're doing crazy shit, but it's not the same thing. I mean, to just tell a fan base, go watch something else. And I guess that's really easy for you to just say, go watch GCW because you're more of a GCW guy than you are a GCW guy to begin with. I mean, those guys have done tremendous things for you, and I don't blame you for one second for being, you know, fucking Team GCW, but to just tell CCW fans, yeah, fuck that, just go there instead if you don't like this. Like, eh. it's, like I said, it's a, it's a really bad business plan to tell fans to fuck off. You don't have, like, CCW doesn't have it like that to start telling chunks of fans, like, yeah, well, if you don't like everything you've supported for almost 20 years, then, you know, fuck it. I mean, if you don't. You know, like they were changing everything that you paid money for for all these years. Well, then you don't matter anymore. Yeah, that's so. Then he comments again and says, which is, he goes, it's just like a bar. You liked going at 21 to 24 but now you're 32 and that bar doesn't appeal to you anymore. Do you stop drinking or do you find another bar? And then he says, I know J cat you're sober, but I'm sure you get my analogy. So knowing that I'm sober, that's the dumbest fucking analogy that you could give to me. Yeah. You know I mean like that's, that's a tremendously stupid analogy. Um, so that's, that's not, that's not valid whatsoever. in um, in this argument, you know, that, like one bar is, 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 it's it's not it's not you know that for the most part because if CCW was the same way as it was, it wouldn't age itself out you know with the fans that were down with it back then, and bars for the most part don't do a whole lot of changing as far as the times go. I mean. It can. I mean, they can upgrade and, and do it. But uh, again, let, let's let not pretend like this is an upgrade for CZW. It's really not. It's the beginning of the end. And you can fucking say all you want or, or do all you want and scream from the fucking rooftop that they're headed in the right direction. Be fucking happy about it or go uh, go elsewhere. When it folds, I'm going to be fucking delighted. Because they're turning their back on their fans, and the thing is, is all right. Let me let me just go further, and and then I'll uh, I'll get into my full thoughts on this. Um, and then he goes, and also this is like three Joey comments without anyone saying anything to him either. So, um, and also I hate to break it to you guys, but my fan base is seventy five percent teenage boys that found out about me through CZW, which to me sounds like statement from fucking rf video i don't know why that shit is something that would make you proud that you you would post on somebody's thing that okay so but i i already knew that i already knew that joey janela's fan base was 75 percent teenage boys because i'm a big fan of joey janela's in ring work and i have been for a long time but the more time has gone the more he's acted like a cornball outside the ring and his vignettes had just been corny he, he would just get drunk on, on a promo, and that shit's funny to people. And the people who are getting into it and sucking his balls and telling him how he's the best thing on the planet are teenage boys because that shit's cool to them. To me, it, it's ridiculous, but if it works, it works. You know what I mean? Uh, again, my opinion on the entertainment I watch is just that my opinion. Just as someone says, fucking, if you don't like it, go watch something else. Okay, well, if you don't like my opinion, go read something else. Go listen to something else. That shit works the same way. I'm not trying to impress a fucking wrestler or or any other person other than myself and my children. Uh, At 39 years old, I don't give a fuck who feels what. I really don't. I don't say things just to fucking piss people off. I don't say things to try to get over with anybody. I give you my straight-up opinion, good or bad. Um, that that's the way I am. Um, let me see. And then then he chimes in and says, "But to wish failure on something or someone is pure shit, especially to guys like Matt, me, Leo, Ohio crew, etc., who put in so much work in the last two years." And then he comments again and says, "It's insulting." So again, this is the stance we're taking. It's not insulting to go in another direction than all the fans you already won over with a certain type of product. You ran a certain type of product and not you because you're just a wrestler. You're not running You're running the company. So the company runs a certain type of product for almost 20 years and has a loyal fan base that's rabid about how much they love the fucking company, how much they love this, they love that, they're waving the CZW flag for all these years. So you just decide one day we're going another direction. And then the stance from you, Joey, is if you don't like it, go somewhere else. To you, that's not insulting. But the second those fans go, good, fuck you then. I, I hope it fails. I hope it fails. If if my attendance doesn't even mean shit to you, your, your supposed upswing of a direction is superior to us even being fans at this point, that's not insulting. But God forbid that we don't wish you the best on the way out. That's insulting. I mean, you you guys play a lot of double standards, and you know this is a continued thing that goes on on the on the fucking uh, on the independent wrestling scene. Butthurt fucking wrestlers run to the internet and argue with fans about their opinion being wrong, and they don't get it. And da 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 da. Like I said, entertainment is completely suggest uh, subjective. If I watch something and I don't like it, whether it's a movie. Whether it's a fucking t v show, whether it's a wrestling product I, I mean it's all subjective. I could hate every fucking thing you do so what if if everybody else likes it then fucking do what you do i mean th- again, and that that shit goes both ways. you don't like to hear what I'm fucking saying that, fucking sign off you know what i mean or or just fucking it's as easy as uh, take me off the fucking facebook i i'm not I'm not in the business of trying to please anybody or say a certain thing in order for Joey to like me or, or for DJ to like me or for this one or that one, I just call it like I see it. And that's like, I see it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be, have to be the same way you see it or anybody else fucking sees it. I stopped watching CZW. And to me, um, I mean, if I was the owner of CZW and I knew for the first time in whatever, 16 years, Um, I haven't, I watched Tournament of Death, but other than Tournament of Death, I haven't watched a single show all fucking year, and that's the first time since I started watching CCW that I've ever missed a show, let alone, like, fucking eight shows, or however many shows there were this year, but to guys like you, that's not even a problem, it's just like, eh, whatever. If I if I was owning a company and knew a guy who was loyal for fucking well over a decade, even the shows he didn't show up to, he made sure he fucking got his hands on it. He made sure he watched that, you know, um, going all the way back to when I first started watching CZW. I showed up in February 2001 and then got so into it that I went back and I watched every single show that I didn't see before I got there, 99, 2000. If, you know, I couldn't make it to the Delaware show when they started doing Delaware, I just fucking, I, I picked that up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I watched the shit twice. I'd fucking, I'd go to the show, and the next month I'd buy the show I went to the last month. You know, obviously, you know, when I had kids, shit like that lessened. And, you know, I ended up watching every show once. But it was a priority for me to see CDW. Even if I didn't like some of the stuff that was going on, I still went out of my way to see the show. And, and that shit is, this year is, is gone. It, it fucking ended at Cage of Death. All the bullshit was going on and the type of stuff I was seeing and the, you know, the lack of interest in what the fans even wanted or or it it just it went out the window. And there was a lot of disregard and a lot of, yeah, a lot of that same. If you don't like it. Go elsewhere. Everyone else loves it. Well, I beg to differ. Not everyone else loves it because you're seeing guys like Cookie Man Steve want to be done. Uh, Ryan dude was constantly every single month at CCW. It's about to be done. Um, Jeff Skeleton, that dude flies all over the fucking country. He's, got, he's a pilot or whatever. Flies all over the fucking country to watch all the big shows. He's a big Deathmatch fan, but, you know, he goes to the cage of deaths. The, you know, this, that. He flies fucking everywhere. There's some shit. After tournament of tournament, he said he's done. I mean, when people, when you see more people checking off the list that they're done, then you see people signing up on the other side of that list you can't see that as progress. I know that this little TV thing is, is getting everybody all hyped up and excited, but CCW has been the most inconsistent booking company ever. I mean, in recent history, it's been the most ridiculous. Joey himself, just had a fucking thing where he had a, a cage match with Tremont, which was in a cage of death, which is really fucking crazy because their WrestleMania, their big blow off is supposed to be the cage of death. And it is randomly in the middle of the year said, all right, we're just gonna have a blow off match with Tremont and Joey and have that in a cage of death. After the match, Joey grabs the mic, goes, fuck you, DJ. I'm leaving, whatever. He leaves CZW. Couple months later, he's coming back because Leo's having his last match. So it doesn't even have a rhyme or reason or a make sense or anything else. And Joey, I'm fucking out of here. And then Joey, I'm back. Oh, I'm wrestling this guy again. It and and that guy is gonna tell me that CCW is making progress. That guy is gonna tell me that fucking CCW is making um. What, what is it? Momentum in another direction. So I don't get it. I I really don't get it um you know and uh johnny calzone chimed in and uh his his comment on it made a lot of sense too he responded to joey and said uh i mean not to sound like i'm siding with anyone because i could care less about the direction of czw but you said 75 percent of your fan base is teenage boys that found out about you from czw They just had a deathmatch tournament. CZW's biggest draw is and always will be a deathmatch show. Those kids found out about you, and more than likely, they got the deathmatch itch like a lot of CZW fans did. They also probably saw you taking that bump from Zandig off the roof. So my bet is most of their intrigue didn't stop there. So if CZW eliminates their hardcore edge, what else do they have? They're no better than TNA or ROH. Probably in a worse situation because I'm assume, I'd assume blindly, of course, seeing as I've been out of the mix for a while now, that they're worse off because they don't have the money backer. So I don't understand both sides. So I don't know. I understand both sides. The fact of the matter is, uh, don't get, don't give up, uh, don't give up. What brought you to the show in the first place? They eliminate death matches. They lose followers, which is a hundred percent true. The biggest CCW shows ever have been Cage of Death, have been the Tournament of Death. Best of the Best used to be a big, big deal. Um, they've they've definitely lessened in um, in attendance for that. Um, if seriously, if we're really, really gonna fucking say CCW is now gonna compete for the best wrestling shows in the company, they have a long fucking way to go before they even top uh, um, uh, fucking PWG what evolve does what a w does what ring of honor does these motherfuckers can't hold a candle to what goes on in those companies they can't they cannot fucking do it they can't even get coverage and now they're talking about tv deals and shit like that there's gonna be another fucking fake you tv and, and you're gonna get your little channel here you're gonna get whatever there but it's it's fucking asinine and there was even a uh the production guy who we may be talking to on Sunday on the show, was pointing out what a shitbag this guy is, this Dave Marquez guy is, and that he fucked CCW out of several TV deals before he even started dealing with them on a positive note. So, I mean, believe it when I see it as far as the progress goes with CCW heading in some positive direction, we'll see. As of right now, I don't see it. And just trying to completely bastardize Um, what ccw used to be and and treat it as as a negative light i mean not only that you're making these big ass waves and you're going into this this whole new era this whole new mindset and you're doing it right before one of your biggest fucking investments in Onita that that you've ever done and supposedly there's backers and there's this and that you guys are gonna take a fucking bath on this show you guys are going to get fucking killed money-wise on this show. And then, uh, then it could be your final shot. It could be your final shot and you can go see even the biggest death match draw ever with Onita didn't bring us money. It's clear we need to go in another direction. But no, but that's your failure. That's your failure on not promoting this shit the way it should be. Not fucking hyping that company as the baddest motherfuckers on the planet that are now bringing in Onita that nobody else could do. You're sitting back, you're planning your fucking, your WWE fucking 2.0 fucking revamp. And, and it's going to flop like everybody else who tried to do that shit. And as far as running a TV program on the likes of championship wrestling from Hollywood, the fuck out of here. If that's your goal, <laughs> that's not very lofty. Um, that. I don't know what else to say. Um, that's that's a very very strange stance to take. And so, like I said, on Sunday, I'm most likely gonna talk to Cookie Guy Steve, obviously my co-host Shaheen, and um, you know, possibly even bring in the uh, the production guy. He's got a lot to say about this shit. He's disgusted about it. There's a lot of people who are gonna have a lot of things to say, and uh, you know, over time you'll hear more and more about it. Um, this this isn't this isn't something that's just going to be well-received by the people who supported CZW for all these years. And, you know, I, if the wrestlers want to stand on the other side of the fence and tell people to go away, <laughs> I'm i sure that'll work out just great. I mean, it. I'm not sure we're a business model that anyone's following anymore. You know, like the that fucking... Acid cup thing that the GCW ran. They they knew what the fuck they were doing too. Everybody knew what they were doing. They were gonna fucking tear the house down. They were gonna fucking tribute this. They were gonna tribute that. They were gonna fucking pack the building. Da 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 da. da. They got fucking nobody there. Fucking nobody. They took a beating on that shit. You know what I mean? It's just everybody knows fucking better than the fans. Until the fans don't show up because maybe they're tired of getting told you guys are so much fucking smarter. Okay, you're fucking smart. Then take all your intelligence, show up at that empty ass building, and tell me how many you know how many problems you solved that night. But it, it's ridiculous, and it is what it is. I don't give a fuck because um it doesn't even have shit to do with me anymore. I don't even watch it. I, I'll you know I like to comment on the product. Because you know I, I know you know this guy or that guy, and you know I see the way you guys are putting shit together, and some of the shit looks good, some of it I go, oh man that that's probably great, you know the you know this this seems to be following a good pattern this this storyline looks good, this and that, but more times than not, it's like, Jesus, what the fuck are they doing? They just had an angle in February. I had a cookie guy asking me this, like, what the fuck ever happened to that? They had an angle in February that was fucking horrible that they had um Jake Chris coming out, like, every month and, and fucking making out with Sammy. And he, he'd fucking show up in all his matches and come out there and fucking kiss him on the mouth and shit. And then they just fucking teamed up last weekend against the uh, the students. So, I guess we scrapped that game. Maybe, maybe he won Sammy over with the kisses, and now they're teaming up. I, I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to believe there, but, I mean, this is the type of shit they do. And then still try to back up and go. Oh no, we're making progress. Oh, okay. Good luck with that shit. Um. So yeah, I think that's about all I got. Um. Like I said, I'll do the Sunday show with Shaheen. Um. I I did a show on Monday with Shaheen that um should be up. But it's not. And um this show will be up you know a half hour after it's done. And then that one hopefully I'll have to post tomorrow. So you get a show to happen before this show that'll come out after this show confusing and all but we'll uh tarantino it and uh do it do it in the other direction um yeah i think that's all i got definitely check out the show on sunday um check out the hot tag podcast they're doing their thing tonight um check out sports den i believe they're doing their thing um yeah i i think that's all i got let me find this fucking outro um feel free you know guys hit me up with any topics you want in the off you know uh in between shows i always put up the post and i'll cover any topic you give me i I really don't you know have any uh problem covering anything non-wrestling is always fun wrestling you know whatever you got so it is what it is like i said uh same goes both ways. If you don't like what you're hearing, don't listen. Um, but anyway, uh, my opinion is mine and only mine. Uh, they, they do those disclaimers on a lot of things, like the opinions and thoughts uh, of J. K. Mars are not reflective of like a like a disclaimer, or not or not reflective of Blog Talk Radio or the other shitty podcasts that go on on Blog Talk Radio. So, but yeah, um. That's that's all I got I am still trying to find this motherfucking outro Would you believe that shit? Of course you would Fucking horribly unprofessional at this But at least I'll admit it I won't tell you that I'm making tremendous progress In the outro department Because there is no progress Um Alright So um I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week Or Sunday As it were Talk to y'all later
0: Have a nice night Stay dry, it's raining again, tired as rain, makes my grass green, I won't complain about that, that's all I gotta say, I'm out of here, I love all y'all and uh, shit, you're all a bunch of fucking assholes, you been in the gym bro, you know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Black Jesus tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say Because you keep blazing people And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now (laughs) You just know how to hide Me I don't have that problem Me I always tell my truth Even when I lie The Juiza Chick Radio. Jesus. So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.